We would like to thank our official sponsor, Bull Spit Brewing Company, located on Route 117 in Lancaster on the Kalen Farm property. Bull Spit Brewing Company brings you back to a simpler time in life of living off the land. Bull Spit Brewing only uses the freshest of local ingredients, making their beers crisp, delicious, and crushable. Visit Bull Spit Brewing Company on Facebook, Instagram, and online at bullspitbrewing.com for updates on hours and special events. Today on Dads Worldwide, we are tackling our current events, reoccurring episodes of Silly, Stupid, and Serious. Not in that order. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Here we go. Dads Worldwide. Why? The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. I'm Jim. And we got really good news this morning. We talked to someone and they actually knew that our intro music was from a particular movie without having to actually tell them. Right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was exciting. It was refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she yeah. didn't say she enjoyed it. She just said she no, no, recognized she just recognized it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. good with that. Right. I'm good with that. It's, a, can, it's a win in I my book. I can deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're doing another episode of Silly, Serious, and Stupid. Not in that order? Yeah, not in that particular order. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're, 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 that's what we're going with today. Uh, hope you enjoy. And uh, if you can hear my son in the background, I'm sorry. My walls are thin. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Yeah, I right. think uh, right. so. I think it's important to tell people at the time we're recording... Today it is yep. September 11th, which oh. is yeah. uh, depressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> w- yeah, way to start it off, Jim. Yeah, uh, no, but it's a you know it's definitely a, a day to try to sit back and reflect and remember and obviously appreciate uh, the work that all of our first responders do. And I know tonight uh, I'm going to probably make the 13 year old sit down and watch one of the probably many different documentaries that are on. Ugh. Memorize. I can't do it. Nine eleven. No. Yeah. I think it's important that we do remember. You, I mean, it's. The, uh, yeah. I mean, sure. I remember. I yeah. don't need to watch anything about it. I remember yeah. vividly. Do, where, you do you remember? Do you remember where you were? Yeah. She. She won't. But she does she, she wasn't alive. Right. Yeah. So that's why I feel like it's important. Yeah. The same do thing you, on like uh, in June for D Day. I, I make sure like she. We watch something so she knows what people have done to sacrifice yeah. for her to be able to do the things that she's doing. Yeah. I, I think that's important. Yeah. I remember where I was. I was at work. Yeah. And I was at the time I was working uh, at a preschool. I was a teacher at a preschool. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the other teachers came out in the yard and was like, oh, uh, some a plane just kind of crashed into one of the trade World Trade Centers. And in my mind, I, I didn't process what, you know, I thought it was like a Cessna and the, the, yeah. the, and the, the, yeah. the pilot screwed up and, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and it wasn't until I went home on my break that I saw the severity of what was going on. I kind of got a clue when, when parents started coming and picking up their children at, you know, earlier times. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I got home and it was just, you know, 
yeah. was surreal to <laughs> sit there and, and watch this unfold on television. Yeah, so I was in the Coast Guard at the time. Yes. Uh, and I... I was uh, talking with a guy in the smoking section, and we got a phone call in the smoking section uh, that, hey, a plane just flew into the towers. <laughs> and the guy that I was talking to goes, will you quit fooling around? Yeah. <laughs> Cut it out. Whatever. And he hung up the phone. The guy calls back. No, I'm serious. You need to come take a look at this. <laughs> so... Uh, we had a big TV in uh, our mess hall in the galley. So we went up there, took a look, and probably about two minutes later, the second plane, we, yeah. wa- we watched the second plane hit. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty intense. Yeah, it was intense, right? Yeah. It's just like, and then um, I had a part-time job at the time. I was working at a marina down the, down the you know, down the way. And uh, so... So I went to my part-time job, and we were sit- we were watching the TV there, and that's when the towers fell. Yeah, I remember watching the. T- I didn't get to see. I didn't see. I don't. I don't want to say like I didn't get to. Like I was. I missed out on something. Yeah. I didn't see either of the planes actually crash into, but that later that night I did watching. Like everyone was doing, glued to the television. Yeah. And watching the towers fall, and just you know, just the feeling of helplessness. You know. Yeah was just unreal. And, and it it's it's peculiar the reactions that people have. Like they people came and picked up their kids early. Like mm-hmm. that was going to like in Massachusetts yeah. that was going to do like you know you know what right. You know right. <laughs> you know I mean yeah. what you know what what is that going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're picking your kids up early, you know. Right. I mean but I think but I think a lot of people just didn't know what was, to do. It was it was um, a, a fact of the unknown. Like the, I think the, gov- oh, yeah. the government knew that we were under attack, and I don't think they knew quite what the extent of that was going to be. Yeah, and so I people obviously panicked, and, and yeah, rightly so, I would think. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when that type of thing happened. I mean, because we're pretty close. I mean, when when they said, you know, when they tell you one of one of the planes was hijacked from from Logan. Yeah. You know, and I had a friend flying to Japan. Yeah, and I was like, "Uh," and she was flying out of Logan. So, like, I'm texting her, I'm calling her, and of course, her phone's off because she's flying. Right. But I don't know what plane she was on. I don't know, you know. Her. So, I was really, I was afraid that she, she, but she, she had made it. But, yeah. but I was, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I can't imagine people had loved ones that were, you know, constantly going in and out, you know, and. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. bet it, but uh, I remember just the feeling of uh, like blah. You're like, oh my god, what yeah. do I, what do I, mm-hmm. what do we do? Yeah, <laughs> like what exactly. Do you, like, and so you were in. Yeah. So were you guys put on alert? You know, that's the funny thing. So we, I was in New London, Connecticut. You're technically not that far from New York City. Yeah, small boat station, London. New London, Connecticut, on Long Island Sound. Yeah, right. So, but. We were a ways out. I mean, yeah. it's still hours by boat, you know. Right. So, well, I guess, yeah, probably an hour or two by boat. So, so, um, so, it took a while for them to really activate us. Yeah, 
I was kind of, you know, thinking about it now. It's kind of shocking because I went to my other job at the marina. You, you and left worked, the yeah, station. Yeah, yeah, and right. worked all day. And then pretty much later that day, we were like, we got the muster. Like, all right, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, Jesus, I think we worked like 12, 15 hours. Jeff's, I don't I mean, we were going on and on and on. I mean, just it was... Yeah. Well, because constant, did they? I mean, constant patrolling because we we have, have a nu- right. there's a nuclear sub base, yeah. and then and then on the other side there's a nuclear power plant. Right. So we were we were constantly mm-hmm. in and out, in and out. So yeah, and then we were and then we would more um, at strategic spots and just well, I'm gonna call them strategic, but they were just but yeah, but they so we would more there and. We'd be patrolling the rivers every night. And, I mean, I've never seen more people at that station than I was at. It was, it was, it was crazy. Because oh, I used to go down and visit you at the station. Yeah. And, and, and pre-9-11, I don't want to say things you, were you loose. Could, you could pretty much walk I on the base. I could pretty much walk <laughs> on the base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And be yeah. like, hey, I'm looking for Brendan. And yeah. someone who would find you, right? Yeah, yeah. Post-9-11. No question. That. There was, I would, couldn't even get in. Yeah, so they gated everything they off. They gated everything. Uh, yeah, and I mean, even that was kind of mm-hmm. pretty lame. But well, they, I mean, they if you really wanted. Mobile, yeah, mobile you, chain like <laughs> fences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you really wanted to <laughs> yeah. get on, you're getting on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not going to matter. I mean, if if anyone really wanted to do anything to that base at the time, I mean, jeez. Um, but yeah, they beefed up security a lot. We started posting um, a security guard at the bay, uh, at at the top. I mean, we had security uh, at one point, but I, I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they their guns were even loaded. So, uh, but now they, they 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 forced us to do security and that type yeah. of thing. So yeah, it was di- much different. Everything was much different after nine eleven. So all right. So I want to go with your article on this day. Well, yeah, we're just kind of talking about. Yeah, it's not really an article. Oh, we're just, we're just okay. kind of talking. Oh, I it's my, you had an this article. kind of this is my serious. I oh. started with serious. Oh, 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 all right. You know, yeah. way to start off Absolutely. a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather start with serious and end with something silly yeah. and stupid. And, and, yeah. yeah. So just some some nine eleven facts that I've been looking up because I you know it, like I said I, I do like to remember two thousand nine hundred and seventy seven people lost their lives ranging from ages two to eighty five on that day two ninety nine. 2,000. Oh, 2,000. I said 299. I'm like, I'm pretty sure a lot more people. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like 3,000. You better check your yeah, article. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check your numbers. Uh, of, of, the, of that number, 343 were New York City firefighters, 23 were New York City police officers, and 37 were officers at the Port Authority that responded yeah. bravely. So, I, you know, I... I know you 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 mentioned you don't you don't like watching anything about it. I know there's a, a lot of films were made about it. I think my the the, the one movie that hits home for me was uh, the Tom Hanks film, extremely loud and incredibly close, mm-hmm. because it it didn't it was all from the view of the nine or ten year old boy. Who didn't know? Didn't had you know? Didn't understand what was going on, and ha- having him listen to, you know, listening to you know, the answering machine with his father was in this, you know, listening to all those, and so that's that's usually the movie I, I'll sit down and watch today. Yeah. I watched one of the documentaries where they actually had video of what was happening in the towers. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but I watched uh, I watched a good portion of that, and um, 
I just remember the part where they were they were hearing loud banging noises, and that was people that were jumping from the towers. Yeah, because they it was burning; mm-hmm. they were burning alive, so they jumped, and the smoke or the smoke inhalation was going to kill them. So they they decided to jump instead, which is yeah. I just I couldn't I couldn't I just couldn't watch anymore. It's, it's no, awful. It's, it, it it's is. awful. It's, it's very hard, yeah. and um, so. Yeah, maybe I'm a coward for it, but I, no. uh, I, I, I remember it. I remember all the, the, the stuff. and I mean, uh, when my kids are old enough to figure it out, maybe maybe I'll change my mind and you know try to find one where they can, they can find it, some knowledge on it, you know, maybe not as graphic. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird because when we, when we were growing up, you know, there's always, there's always certain major national events that happen that are always reflected on where were you, where were you, like mm-hmm. the Challenger disaster, everyone's like, yeah. I remember where I was the day we heard, and obviously JFK was a big one. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, this is this is something that we're going to pass on to our children, yeah. eventually you said someday. I think uh, the Challenger was one, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Right? Yep. I was in third grade. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, but then... Yeah, I mean nine eleven definitely. Yeah, I just, as an adult, as an adult, yeah, I think you're. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just watched a great movie about the Challenger, and, and it was based off of the uh, uh, the contractors, the engineering contract firm that knew. Well, they didn't know that the, it was going to explode. They yeah. just there, you know. They knew a, that some of it was faulty or whatever. Not even faulty. They just, you know, engineers are all they're black and white. They're numbers based. Mm-hmm. And so their whole thing was, this was the the O-ring engineers, and it had never been tested below 53 degrees. And the day the shuttle launched, it was 39 degrees. And so they were saying, we don't, we just don't, we don't have any evidence to show. And so, you know, we'd like either to push the launch to another day or or postpone it till it warms up. Because so then we fit within our our evidence-based ranges research, right? Mm -hmm. And and obviously, someone they, made the decision. There was an executive decision made to not do that. Wow! So it was it was kind of an interesting, interesting video or movie to watch. Jeez! Yeah. All right. So that's my serious. You know. So you know. Obviously, we we support all of the first responders uh, that are out there working selflessly every day, and you know we. Yep. We appreciate all those efforts, so thank you. Military, police, fire, EMS. All right. Mine's politics, um, but that could also go under stupid. They're <laughs> fucking stupid. Uh, uh, so you're going to start with serious too? Yeah. Might as well. All right. Yeah, might as well. Might as well Let's go from it. there. All right. Um, some of you are going to like this. Others of you are not. But uh, six Democratic candidates are beating Trump in a new Texas poll. President Trump might not want to look at a new poll conducted by Univision. <laughs> and Univision. Uni- and the University of Houston. The survey shows six Democratic can- uh, presidential candidates leading the incumbent in Texas. Bernie Sanders, the healthiest lead over Trump, a 48 to 42%. Joe Biden. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, and who else? One, two, three, four. Uh, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, 
and Julian Castro. Uh, and then it says, oddly, former Rep Beto O'Rourke is not pitted against Trump, though among the Democrat candidates, he finishes second only to Biden in the survey. That's weird. Uh, yep. So Univision, so take it with a grain of salt. But uh, I guess I, I, I brought this up because I wanted to just talk about some of the candidates. Um, so we'll start with uh, Joe Biden. Um, one, how how has his candidacy <laughs> not just completely bombed? Who the hell is still thinking of voting for this pedophile? I mean, like, you can go on any Google search and look up Creepy Joe. Yeah. And there's hours of footage of him touching women and children inappropriately. Yeah. People are still willing to vote for this guy? I mean, and then not to mention, like, it's it's quite obvious, like, mentally he's not in it. Mentally he's not there because he's not, he's when not he with was it. campaigning in New Hampshire, he his his town hall speech that was going was based off of what would the world be like if President Obama had been assassinated? What? That was... Are you serious? Yeah. You didn't hear this? <laughs> no. Yeah. Why the hell would you even say something like that? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, my God. So, like, he's okay, not okay, there. Okay. Okay. okay there. But he did he make that decision or someone on his staff make that decision? He, Either it, way. It came out of his mouth. Yeah. He has God. to have, you know... Oh, that came out of his mouth? Yeah. It oh was an God. actual speech. He's a clown. Yeah. I, I, and then and then he, he keeps saying he keeps saying that well in the Obama administration he keeps attaching himself to that right we didn't have any controversies I, I'm, I, what like what huh like like eight years of a presidency and not you, one you didn't have one yeah like, how about the fact that you started a war in Yemen with Saudi Arabia and you're killing a bunch of innocent people? Mm-hmm. How about that one, Joe? Mm-hmm. How about the one that you really helped to lie us to get us into the Iraq war? How about that one, Joe? Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> that we're still in again. Yeah, yeah. It's like I want Iraq War Three now. Oh, my God. I mean, you can keep saying it, but it'll still be false. Ugh. Okay. So if you're still thinking about voting for Joe Biden... Maybe you just want to do some more research. Throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> and then the other one I want to go over is yeah. Elizabeth Warren. Yes. I, it, she's just such a fake. I don't know. She does not, she does not come across as genuine. Everything at she says seems forced. At it seems all. forced. I mean, she, yeah. to me, she's an elitist mm-hmm. of, I mean, an elitist of an elitist. I mean, she just, I don't trust her at all. She's a liar, obviously. She's a known liar. I mean, she lied on her job application. She, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a liar, and she's Hillary 2.0. I, I don't understand why anyone, again, would vote for this woman. You're just, well, she, you know, all politicians are liars. Well, stop voting for liars. Stop right. voting for liars. Yeah. So, I, 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 again, oh, and she started the you didn't build that to small business owners. She said that before uh, Barack Obama did. Uh, Barack Obama just kind of. Uh, sucked that in when she said it. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I I don't want to resort to name calling because I think once you do that, you lose. But I really don't. She's an elitist, and I mean, she's of the worst kind. I just, she's fake, um, and I really think she'll be nothing different than yeah than what we have there. 
to be perfectly honest. Uh, at least Bernie Sanders is intellectually honest when he says that, oh, well, I'm going to give you a free college. And, like, how are you going to pay for it? Oh, well, I'm going to raise your taxes. That's right. what he says. I'm going to, I'm going to, well, he, he says that he's going to tax rich people and raise your taxes because right. he knows that politicians are friends with rich people and they put in loopholes so rich people don't have to pay those actual taxes. Mm-hmm. And then who gets hit with it? The middle class. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, at least Bernie's a little bit intellectually honest on the, those types of things. Elizabeth Warren flat out says she thinks she can tax, uh, you know, millionaires and billionaires 50%, uh, 50 cents on the dollar, and that's going to pay for 8 million different things. And it's not. It's, not it's simply not because those people are going to find a way to not pay that money. They always do. They always I'm, do. I'm, I'm, and you would too if you could. I would. Hell yeah. It's about it's time for politicians to stop running off of a campaign where they're just gonna keep saying they're gonna they're gonna tax the rich or the top, what is it, two percent, five percent. It it's one like- percent, really. I mean you look at and they, they already provide the majority of the taxes mm-hmm. in the country. I I forget what the number is. I'd have to look it up, but it's something like seventy five percent or eighty percent of the taxes that are taken in are are paid by like five percent of the people in the country. Right. Right. So we got to tax them more. More. I I I don't like, I don't get it. Right. I don't. I, I mean, I, I've heard the different arguments that well, some of those people didn't earn that money. Well, neither did the government. So right. why does the government get why a claim does, to it? Right. 200 years ago, some guy signed a document, so now this government gets to just willy-nilly tax people left and right and whenever <laughs> they choose? Yep. Really? That doesn't sound like freedom to me. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I get fired up on this stuff. I, I just, no, I can't tell. I can't, <laughs> I can't tell. My face must be red. You've been very my, reserved. My veins. My veins. <laughs> vein. I, I actually have. I actually have been very reserved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to not sound like a kook. <laughs> uh, so if you had to pick one person from the Democratic Party that you think is going to win the primary and be the front runner good. going against Trump. Okay, so I think that's a... Though I think that's a, it's a good question, but I think it's not. It's two questions. Okay, who do I think would be better against Trump, and who do, who do I think is actually going to win? Right. Okay. So two different, two different questions. I think like it's two different too. questions. Yeah. So I'll start with who I like. I like Tulsi Gabbard, only because she has a pretty decent anti-war stance. Okay. Um, and we've done nothing uh, but start wars. Uh, I don't know, forever and a day, but um, the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, uh, they all started mm-hmm. wars. They coup d'etats. She really is, I would say, 90% against most of that. So if I were to vote for a mainstream candidate, it would probably be her okay. on the Democrat side. Now, Unfortunately, she doesn't differentiate herself out of really much anything else. She's pretty much, a, you know, she's blue yeah. on that side. So she does everything else like you know, health care and all that stuff. So, uh, so I don't agree with her on much. Uh, so 
so I think she would be the best one to face Trump in a pro- in that in mm-hmm. that in debating and stuff like that because I think she's much. Uh, I don't think he can really go after her on much. Right. She's she hasn't been there terribly long, but the stuff when she has been there, she's introduced really good you know really good bills. You know, trying to get us out of wars. You know, stop doing stupid things over overseas. So in that realm of things, I don't think he can go after her. Do I think she's going to win? Absolutely not, because she doesn't toe the line, uh, the the war party line. And I say war party because, uh, well, I say war party, but I mean I mean I mean both parties because they both start wars. Mm-hmm. And if you really, if you believe that the Democrats are anti-war. Still, <laughs> you're not paying attention. So, um, or you should do a little bit of research because I, I'm so, they're just as bad, if not worse, than the Republicans. And uh, as far as wars go, uh, so I don't think she's she's not towing the party line with that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think they they don't like her. So I think Kamala Harris would be better uh, in the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, against as far as. But even then, she's got kind of a shady record as a prosecutor. So I think he could dig dirt on her. Who do I think is going to win? I think it's going to be probably Elizabeth Warren. Well, I mean... I I really think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren, um, unless she does something completely stupid. So... But but I don't think that's good for her, because... because, And I don't think that's good for the Democrat Party, because... Trump is just gonna talk about her Pocahontas and all that stuff. Yeah, they, you know. Going, oh yeah, he's gonna go. He's gonna go off on that. So uh, I don't think it's a good idea to prop her up. So, but I I don't know. I don't know if Bernie has the the stuff to do it. Bernie's like our modern day Ross Perot. <laughs> Ross Perot was awesome. <laughs> I loved Ross Perot. Yeah, yeah. Look at this graph, people. Yeah, this graph. <laughs> what was it? Something yeah. economics? Yeah. What yeah. was it called? Uh, I forget what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Funny. yeah. He was like, let me show you this graph. Saturday yeah. Live used to make fun of oh, him yeah. relentlessly. Oh, he was uh, a great, he yeah. was a great candidate. Oh, God. Oh, man. We've only spent like 25 minutes on one, on <laughs> two subjects. All right. All right. Hey, go on. We're going to move on to stupid. This article came out in July of this year. Vote Libertarian. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you a question. Have you ever flown? Yeah, my arms are tired. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's a dad Have joke. Have ever, ever flown? He tells me my jokes are corny. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've flown. You've flown. Yes. Do you find that your behavior changes when you're on an airplane? Do you do things uncharacteristic of what your normal life um, maybe I don't know. I have never really thought about it. So they did some scientific research. Oh, jeez, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, they discovered that, and this I think this was all uh, initiated by flight attendants and, okay. and people's behavioral patterns mm-hmm. when they get on a plane. And so they started doing some research because uh, people were saying that they do things. Uh, one of them was they tend to be emotionally out of control on planes. You know, they can watch a movie. They could watch a movie sitting right here with us and be yeah. fine, but then they get on a plane and they're watching it and they're sobbing and they're crying. And, yeah. Uh, and same with... I have a theory about that, but go ahead. When yeah, it yeah. comes to yeah. uh, beverages, yeah. they said that the number one seller on planes is tomato juice. What? Yeah. 
Really? It said it's not so popular on the ground, but when people get in the air for some reason, tomato juice and ginger ale are the top sellers or the top top beverages that people choose during in flight. Okay, so ginger ale I can I get because it kind of like there's the thing that it settles your stomach. Yeah, you know. So, but tomato juice. Yeah. Eesh. So scientists say that it has to do with hypoxia. Oh, really? Yes. It said uh, it's a lower. Oxygen level. oxygen level, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. And so your body is going into a not full hypoxia, but it's a certain level of it. Wow. Making your brain, you know, yeah. starve the oxygen, which is leading to all of these strange but aren't they traits and characteristics <laughs> that people do, like yelling at an overhead bin because yeah. you can't get your bag in it, you know? I thought they were pumping oxygen into the... They like, do, but obviously like it's, it's not, not enough. It's not to the, Whoa. you know... So I, 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 my theory was that the, like the anxiety of flying, because some people have, and I'm one of them. You have I'm, anxiety? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of it, especially after 9-11. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not want to get on another plane ever again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I can tell you that when I get on a plane, and, and so this makes sense to me. And no, don't get me wrong. I'm like, nine, uh, after 9-11, I'm like... I'm not afraid that my plane is getting hijacked and we're going to ram into a building. It's just like like any other like person that's afraid of flying. I think I just have an I have an mm-hmm. anxiety of traveling period, but then like in like just like the uh you know the preparation. What did I forget? Right. You know, what you know what and then and then you know getting on the plane and crashing or something like that, you know, like I do have those I think I think anyone does, right? I mean cuz I don't know. Let's be serious. Flying is not all that natural, right? <laughs> you know, you're, you're, true. You, you take a big giant machine and you're hurtling yourself through the air. So, um, when I read this and I, I read the whole um, scientific, you know, research and the hypoxia, a, a light bulb kind of went off in my head. I was like, yeah. "Huh? Now it all makes sense." Because after takeoff, I pass out cold. I sleep. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter the time of the day that we're traveling. Really? I will sleep the entire flight. That's awesome. I will after two bourbons. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I'm like, all right, so if my body's not getting the oxygen that it requires, I can understand why I would be tired and fatigued and, yeah. and want to sleep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not drinking tomato juice, but I'm yeah. definitely... <laughs> You know, yeah, how does t- tomato juice fall into that? I don't know. I don't know why people are <laughs> are, are hankering for tomato juice. <laughs> That's weird. I've never had a glass of tomato juice in my life. Uh, I have mixed with Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys, yeah. right? right? Well, no, I've probably I've probably eaten uh, I've probably drank some some. Uh, what's uh, what's that? What's that famous tomato drink juice there? Clamato. No, not Clamato. That's clam juice. Yes. No. Well, it's clam tomato. Have you, you haven't, you must not have had a, what's it, what's it called? I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking tomato about. Tomato juice. What's. I, I know what tomato juice is, but you said it's a fav- V8? V8. Yeah. You must, you must not have had your V8. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the crooked, uh, the guy's walking crooked. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. 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 Uh, my son drinks that sometimes. V8? Yeah. 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 Maxwell sometimes makes it. All right, so I'm going to start calling my, my son the four-year-old the four- and the six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> the one week old. Cameron has a birthday in October, so Ooh. I'm going to have to change it to the 14-year-old. <laughs> oh. What day in October? Uh, uh, after yours. Oh. Yeah. 
I thought we were going to be birthday besties. No. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> so I, know she, I know she's disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, uh, that's my stupid article. All right. That's a good one. Uh, I think mine's better. All right. All right. Because it's about a vegan. <laughs> um, Does he drink tomato juice? <laughs> Does she ever V8? I don't know. Is it touched an animal? <laughs> yeah. A vegan activist who rescued six... Oh, that's saying that, right? If you use cow manure on a tomato plant, is that no longer a vegan fruit? Can you have that tomato? You uh, use an animal. You're using animal waste, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, it's so the the all the laws of uh, I, organic. But I'm not farming. a vegan person, so I don't know. No, vegans like anything like you eat anything that's not come from an, an animal, right? Like it can't even be associated like eggs. So I even. I would consider that organic farming. Yeah. Right, because you're not you're yeah. not using pesticides. You're not using. Yeah, but that farmer's using cow manure. He's using something from an animal. I, so that's I, hmm. I don't know. Right. Interesting. I, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Any of you vegan people that know? Um, Do you think we have any it, vegan listeners? No, probably not. Oh. No. No. They're okay. probably too weak to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was too easy. <laughs> they, they, they can't they hear can't us over the almonds? Yeah. <laughs> Crunching. That was awful. Uh, well, we love. Well, if we did have any vegan listeners, yeah, we don't we anymore. Don't anymore. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just kidding. We love everybody. We will make fun of anyone yep. relentlessly, even meat eaters. <laughs> well, not really meat eaters because they're awesome. So, all right. So, um, <laughs> a vegan activist in Spain who claimed to have been attacked by an angry mob last week. <laughs> Why she's. Shocked at that, I don't know. After she rescued, quote-unquote, 16 rabbits from their farm wound up causing the death of nearly 100 baby bunnies in the process, a report says. Wait, okay. so, so, uh, the, so the, let me just... Yeah. So the people have a rabbit farm. Yes, yes. And she decided, as a vegan, she yes. was going to try to rescue them. Yes, you need to air quote it, please. Oh, air sorry. Rescue? Rescue. Yep. Were they being mistreated? Hmm. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe were they bred for meat? Were they bred for pets? pets? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. All but either way, she, she didn't like it. She felt she the need like that it. they had to be rescued. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. So the activist who goes by the name Mythical Mia on social media conducted the alleged rescue mission on a farm near Osano last Sunday, according to the Spanish newspaper La Vingardia. Five rabbits which were pregnant and about to give birth, were killed during the chaotic retrieval and others, several others were left with broken spines, the report says. Uh, was she uh, just, was it like a snatch and grab attempt? Citing an, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> citing an assessment from a local veterinarian. Like, okay, so you're not very good with animals if you're breaking their spine when you're trying to rescue them. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, maybe you aren't the rescuing type, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you've never held a bunny before. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did she sustain so, any injuries? Because so, rabbits will bite you. Yeah. So she blamed all her injuries on the farmers who were attacking her. Oh, they... Which apparently were shooting at her as well. Um, what country was this in? Spain. Spain? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, so she posted a video to her Instagram, you know, documenting, quote-unquote, documenting the bloody aftermath of her rabbit rescue. This is what happened to us. Look, I'm documenting the whole thing, she said. I'm covered in blood. This is what the farmers have done. They shot through our window and chased us down the motorway. Oh, my God, I'm literally covered in blood. She had like a, she's got a little bit on her face from one of the pictures, but yeah, um, she's lucky she wasn't killed. They're, yeah, sh- they're shooting through the window. I don't know what the gun <laughs> laws in Spain are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I bet you they have like rifles. Like I bet you farmers have rifles. Um, you know, get rid of predators protect, or something yeah, like that. Especially if you yeah. have a rabbit farm. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. gonna want to protect your crop. predators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what's more stupid: the fact that she killed um, ten times the number of rabbits that she saved. Right. You know, quote unquote saved. Saved. And then. Or to the fact that she was so shocked or she was appalled. so appalled. Yeah, thank you. That's the word I wanted. The appalled that the farmers would protect their property. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I It don't doesn't know. seem uh, well thought out. No. No, no, no. Does it tell? Does it say what time of night she attempted to, the, does, the rescue mission? It does not. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> was it? Was it during were, the daylight? I wonder or? if they were dressed in camouflage. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, a lot of the sounds like Operation Peter Cottontail did yeah, not yeah, go well. Not go well, good one. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. She uh, maybe you should stick to just being a vegan. Yeah, and not an activist. I don't know. That's pretty awful. So. <laughs> Thanks for killing. Well, a, thanks for somewhere. killing a whole bunch of animals. <laughs> you gotta start <laughs> to somewhere. Go. Right? It's like PETA. PETA's yeah. like, ah, we're so for the animals, mm-hmm. and they find out like uh, at the end of the year they euthanize more animals than any other shelter in the entire mm-hmm. United States. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, yeah. that is ridiculous. Yeah. That is a good stupid story. Yeah. All right, I like that one. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on to our last topic, which is silly. Silly. And mine is kind of silly serious. Oh, it, some people could find it serious. Oh, God. I find it silly because I'm not a big social media mogul. Yeah. But Facebook, in the last week, or it'll be two weeks once this uh, podcast releases, came out with uh, a news story saying that they are going to remove the likes from their pages. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they're testing it. uh, So they own Instagram. So they're testing it on Instagram, which amazes me because Instagram is all like-based. So they're not removing the the ability to like. They're removing the ability to see how many likes a post or a photo has in order to reduce um, users from, as they said, destructively comparing themselves to others and possibly feeling inadequate if their posts don't get as many likes. So I find this absolutely <laughs> just hilarious and just silly because I, I'm not big on social media. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I'd love to say that I don't, I don't care when people like my posts, but I do. Yeah. You know, I, I do want, like when I post something like about freedoms, about politics, about, you know, on my personal page, you know, I, I want people to to like that. Yeah. But am I down if no one likes it? No. I mean, I, my self-esteem is not based off of right. social, social media. media. You know, 
do I have that want to people to like what I'm I'm sharing? Oh yeah, heck yeah. I think anyone who spends a decent amount of time on there, you know, yeah. wants to go on there and say, Oh yeah, hey, look, ten people enjoyed that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Um but for kids, right. This could be devastating. Kids and businesses. So yeah, a lot of businesses promote on Facebook. I and mean, if it's media. a self esteem thing, I think kids is I mean, it's devastating for kids when they don't get likes, right? Yeah. So I guess maybe it's a good it's a, thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But for businesses that are really trying to... Yeah, but I mean... You still see... You still see the... As a business, I'll still, still you, see the likes. I can show that yeah. to a possible advertiser. I can show that. So, sure. I mean, I think you're still able to... Yeah. But uh, I guess the question comes down to if you're trying to be an influencer and you're trying to be a business and it kind of helps you to see that you have 20,000 followers. Mm -hmm. You have so many people liking your, your posts and that type of thing. I guess as long as they don't take away the following thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, I don't know how it all works. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very, I'm minimal at it. I just, yeah. 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 I just, we got a Twitter and an Instagram and I'm barely for this thing. I think I I can barely do that. I just find it funny to figure it out. How, how fast things progress. Cause it really wasn't that long ago that your only option on Facebook was to like, and then they came up with the different emotions and they discussed the dislike button. Yeah. And now I'd love to get that one. I want that one. And now they're talking about that would, yeah, that would damage a lot of people's self esteem. I think the dislike button. That's probably why they didn't do it, huh? Probably. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. Like I'm thinking, so they have like uh, laughing, shocked, love, and crying are like your standard. It's funny though emotions (laughs) that you can put (laughs) on a post. But I'm guessing that those were all strategic, based off of. How yeah. people are most gonna, people are gonna you know, react to it. React to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I ha- hardly ever use those. I think I've used them twice. I just learned how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's my silly, All silly right. article. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, what wouldn't be a podcast without talking about drunk raccoons? I mean, yeah, I've been waiting yeah. the whole time for I you know. to bring it up. I know. <laughs> Seemingly drunk raccoons have been stumbling throughout a Canadian neighborhood in recent days, and the reason may surprise you. Residents of Stittsville, a suburb of Ottawa, Canada, have spotted the raccoons, which are nocturnal creatures not acting like their usual selves. He couldn't really move when resident Emily Rogers uh, of a set of raccoons she saw on September 2nd. He was dragging his legs, he was wobbling, having a hard time standing up. You could tell something was wrong with him for sure. Uh, the day before, another resident, Julie Fong, said a local officer requested permission to enter her backyard. They had concern about a raccoon that seemed drunk. Well, why would you go with drunk? Why wouldn't you go with rabbit or something, right? Uh, yeah. So, so apparently, uh, apparently, it's uh, possible for animals to get drunk off fermented berries and other food items. For instance, residents in Minnesota City uh, last fall called authorities in several reports of birds crashing into windows and ramming into cars. <laughs> it turned out the birds were inebriated because of fermented berries that uh, they were found on an early uh, because of an early frost. Uh, 
So if you spot a drunk raccoon, um, uh, give him another drink. He may be yeah. all right. Yeah. 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 This is a really shitty article. I should, you, have, I should really should have read through it is better. It, if you is it still considered the hair of the dog if, if it's a raccoon? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, my dog, I feel like got drunk once on some apples that had fallen. Oh in yeah. The yard. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And yeah, tore up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it wouldn't take much, like half an apple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Apparently, this happens a lot. There's like multiple in this story. There's West Virginia last November. They thought it was a rabid raccoon. Nope, just drunk on crab apples. <laughs> yeah. And so did they just determine that through a, a, a blood test. I'm guessing, right? I don't know. It doesn't say. They make it. They make. Do they? They put them in PC. A, a they just let them. Uh, they, they let them sleep it, it off. Line. They make it sleep <laughs> it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, follow the light. Yeah. Follow the light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't say. They just say contact animal control. They must take care of the animal, and then yeah. So awesome. That was a shitty so article. I, I I need to apologize. I'm sorry. So but, we're uh, gonna have a bunch of drunk animals yeah. running around the yard. Cause I'm gonna ferment a, some fruit. I want to see some drunk animals. I have all kinds of fruit trees in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. no wonder the squirrels always lay yeah. down on his back. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best yard yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Well, okay. that's another episode, uh, our current events episode. I hope you'd enjoy it. Uh, if you want to contact us, it's Brendan at dadsww.com. Jim at dadsww.com. And if you absolutely hate us, hate mail at dadsww.com. Thanks for listening. Later. Later. <laughs>